Hello, hello, hello. We say goodbye, you say hello. Never did understand that one, but there we are anyway. It's the Wrestling Podcast. That's wrestling spelled W-R-S-T-L-I-N-G. It's all of the graps, but without the E. Of course, me and G, we're not anti-E. We're simply pro-wrestling. My name is Liam. This guy is Gareth. Hey! And actually, Gareth, you are a Beatles fan. Perhaps you can shed more light on that particular nugget. <laughs> no. I cannot. It makes no sense whatsoever. They're overrated as hell. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's go. Uh, as you may have guessed, we're recording this one in the afternoon after a whole day of work, so we're jaded. Um, we're getting ready to grill some stuff. No, I'm just kidding. Um, nice to be back in the booth, as it were. Uh, got plenty to talk about. Loads going on. And since everybody seemed to enjoy the kind of round-the-world trip that we took last time out, we thought we'd do it again, because uh, there's just so much wrestling. Yeah. How can we concentrate on just one or two things? Let's just... It'd be a shame to get bogged down in just like one or two shows. This is it. So instead, we're just going to sample here and there. It's a buffet, if you like, and all you can eat. And we're just taking little samples from our booths of choice and filling our plate with the best wrestling on offer in the world outside of the E. So where do we start? How about New Japan? G1 seems to be the talk of the town at the second. And one thing... I'm picking up on a lot from the chatter, as they say on the exciting television programs, is that the imports are stealing the headlines. That's certainly how it mm. feels to me anyway, um, which is interesting because it kind of felt similar with Best of the Super Juniors. So I don't know if it's a novelty thing. Yeah, just after such a long time without, you know, a real big slate of mm. international talents this year with a whole bunch definitely is is. is caught the eye yeah yeah 100 um jonah made all the headlines this yeah. week. yeah big match versus jeff cobb and then an even bigger match or result uh against okada yeah which was just wild you know you really gotta think that uh he's been given you know the big double guns double, double thumbs up from uh the booking squad I like the idea that the booking squad gives them the double guns yeah. when they're when they're thinking just double double buys Jade Cargo style for yeah. anybody they think that is gonna do the business. Yeah, he's he's absolutely smashing it, and it's it's lovely to see as somebody that I followed from his time as as Jonah Rock um, on the Australian independent scene to you know absolutely dominating in uh, New Japan proper. I wish he was still called Jonah Rock. Yeah, I I like that as a surname. Um, I actually used to know a guy called Kevin Rock, which I thought was just a brilliant name. Because <laughs> imagine having a cool surname like Rock. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna call you Kevin, <laughs> <laughs> like Greg Rock. You know, you, you I suppose you you are, as they say, between a rock and a hard place with that sort of surname. <laughs> but I digress. Yeah, it is very cool to see, and he has gone from strength to strength, and looks like the, possibly the guy that could go through in the a block yeah. who knows it's probably between him and him and okada isn't it you'd like to think yeah you've, you've got to think but yeah we'll we'll see very interesting as well and look let's be real these clap crowds in japan uh they've been necessary for you know a particular reason that we don't really need to bog ourselves down with now but you know we know from conversations with pals that work in japan and so on so forth and just general bits that the japanese audience are generally speaking quite reserved or well behaved and if the edict is to not cheer mm -hmm. you can only imagine what sort of a banger you have to put on <laughs> in order for them to go do you know what screw this yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm up <laughs> so so fair play to both okada and to 
and to Jonah. And, you know, I think that's a sign of things to come. I think you've got anybody watching that have that warm feeling like, wow, this is exciting. Mm. This is what it's going to be like again. Yeah, only a matter of time, isn't it? You know, we've seen a little bit of it in sort of DDT and some other places. Mm. Mm. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to the uh, New Japan crowds being properly unleashed. Indeed, indeed. Um, a couple of other movers and shakers then. Hearing a lot about David Finley at the second, uh, having sort of a career best period, arguably. Same can be said of Aaron Hanare as yeah. well. Not necessarily somebody that I was expecting no. to shoot the lights out, but that's <laughs> far. You know, but that, I guess that's perhaps more down to my ignorance than anything else. He's he's doing really good stuff. El Fantasmo, not as surprised at that one because he was yeah. wonderful and best of Super Juniors. He's very, very good and, you know, doing his thing. And of course, somebody that we really like on this podcast, Filthy Tom, is uh, having having a good time as well. Albeit yeah. in a in a different way, you know. He's uh, uh, if you follow him on Twitter as well, it's it's difficult to see where the line is in terms of character and the man <laughs> himself. It's enjoyable, you know. He's saying how yeah. much he's struggling with the tournament format, how it's exhausting, and uh, you can kind of see that bleed into the bleed into the actual show. It's kind of. In in many senses, his Twitter has taken the place of the uh, you know the pre singles match tags. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. It's setting the stool for each one. So yeah, really enjoying that. That's good work. And these are all folks that could be there full time or should at least be there regularly. Hell yeah, definitely. It's just you know Lawler and Jonah that aren't sort of regular fixtures at this point. And yeah, I would love to see them basically you know be brought out for as many tours as as humanly possible at this point 100 percent. but some slightly darker news sadder news um in terms of tomohiro ishii word going around is this could be his last g1 he's i think he's all but out of this mm. one now and i mean what a what a sad thing that is you know yeah. so i've never never won it to my knowledge and you know always been the bridesmaid and yeah because he's somebody you can comfortably rely on to have especially during g1 season to have you know, one of the matches of the night, if not yeah, the he's match Mr. of the night. G1, isn't yeah, he, yeah. yeah. That's like when he really shines, like his star shines brightest is during G1 season, just putting on banger after banger singles match, which, you know, he doesn't always necessarily the rest of the year get those opportunities to have those, you know, super high level singles matches, shamefully. So so where does this go from here? You know, does does fatherhood await, so to speak? You know, is he is he destined to become a New Japan dad after yeah. this tournament is finished, or, or or could a move be on the horizon? Because you know, I think back to Jungle Kiona, we drew a comparison between those two a while mm. back in terms of their their status relative to their ability, and she appeared to have seen the writing on the wall and has made moves <laughs> elsewhere, which we'll touch on in a bit. You know, could Ishii, particularly with the whole Forbidden Door arrangement, think? Do you know what? I'm still, you know, an upper card, possibly even main event level yeah. guy. Let's go and let's go and do a year in Impact, or let's go and yeah. do a year in AW or wherever else. You know, as opposed to being sort of put out to pasture. Because mm, you know, that's it. Time's not necessarily on his side. I do think he's got you know more matches behind him than he's got in front of him. Mm. Um, very much so. But you know, he can still go like the clappers when he you know when he wants to. So, you know, let's let let him go. You know, like if you know that is the case, I'd love to see him just basically work everywhere for a spell and just, you know, really cement that that legacy um outside of New Japan, perhaps. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I'd like to almost see him mirror 
what Suzuki did with his his US tour yeah. was it last year. Um, you know, where he hit all the indies. He was on yeah. AEW. He was, I think he was he was on Impact. Yeah, he was, he was yeah. everywhere. You know, Ring of Honor's firing back up. No reason why he couldn't be there. Of course, we'd like to see him here in the UK, but it would be nice to yeah, really see him, as you say, yeah. cement that legacy and punctuate what has been a crazy good career. Even just having like a, a little bit apples to oranges, but even having like a Takeshita style running AEW, like where, you know, he is allowed to go out there week in, week out and really get over with the crowd yeah. rather than just like a one and done, which, you know, because I know he's kind of, he's wrestled a little bit in, in AEW, but it's just been like one match and then kind of disappears. You know, you, yeah, you need that, nice. you need that sustained appearances to kind of really get the i think the crowd on your side that aren't already like big new japan fans agreed yeah either way i'd just like to see him i don't know I, I, what i don't want to see is him just wither away no i That's... want i want ishii to get his roses before it's too late you know there i want i want him to kind of really get those kind of plaudits because like everyone everyone kind of that's seen him go knows that he's incredible but his trophy cabinet doesn't necessarily reflect that yeah absolutely i don't want him to be mc run for the rest of his career when he could well be ice cube anyway there's an 80s hip-hop reference for you <laughs> just before we move on from the g1 then let's just revisit where we think this is going mm. particularly as we're approaching the finish line for the first phase anyway so looking at a block you kind of feel like it's between okada and jonah any surprises or do you think it's one of those two yeah, I, I think it's probably going to be, yeah, be one of the, one of those, isn't it? So there's people that could still do it. The people, You know, you've got, what, uh, three people, no, four people on four points. You know, Yano is mathematically eliminated, but everybody else could potentially do it. You know, if Okada and Jonah were unsuccessful in the next couple of matches, I think we're seeing maybe they do run back Okada Jonah as like a tiebreaker match would be interesting, wouldn't it? Oh no, they probably. I don't know if they're doing tiebreakers in block stage. I think it's you know whoever's got the most points plus you know who's got the direct win there. So Jonah okay. would go through. So it might be that they put Jonah through. Jonah and Okada end on same same points, but because Jonah got the the win, they put him through to the uh, semifinals. Well, that would be interesting because if we go over to B block now, it- it's a little bit more. Uh, conclusive here because yeah. Jay White is well ahead on eight points and short of it's much more like even Stevens in in B block, isn't it? Yeah, it would be a significant capitulation if he were to not go through now. And I kind of think in this revised format, the champion has to at least make the semis, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, you'd say so, wouldn't you? So, okay, so in theory, then we're saying Jonah versus Jay White in the semis. Mm. Something different. Yeah, there's a different one. Okay, let's talk C block then. So again, it's kind of you got a lot of people up towards the sort of top end here, haven't you? You know. Yeah. You got two people on six, three people on four, and two on two. It makes my heart very sad that Kenta is only on two points. Yeah, I can I can hear a wailing from the other <laughs> side of the pond. <laughs> I was going to leave you an edit note to uh, not mention the whole Kenta thing, but there we are. Um, <laughs> too late. I rolled straight through that. So, okay, so who do we go for here? You've got Tanahashi in play, Goto, Zack, Naito. It can't be evil, surely. We've got no. to rule that one out just I for want... peace of mind. But... My, my heart says uh, ZSJ. Okay. I'm, I'm still 
I believe in Tana, so I'm still going for Tana. But okay, so we've got Tana or Zach going through to meet in the D block. Again, it's a it's a very close field, perhaps the closest of the lot. Mm. You know, Finley's it, doing things. Doesn't it seem? It just seems. It just seems wild to me that Finley is at the top of the the block over like a Shingo or an Osprey. I know, I know, and also we should say as well, Yoshihashi has been having a really good yeah. tournament. Yeah. You know, after becoming, you know, a bit of a a bit of a punchline over the last couple of years, he's starting to really do yeah. stuff. So yeah, fair play to fair play so who has Yoshi Hashi got is Yoshi Hashi's got Finley, Osprey, and Yujiro left, you know, so I could I could buy him, you know, winning two of those matches. You know, you could mathematically he could mathematically win the block, have him versus underdog versus uh Zack Sabre in the semis. I think that's yeah. unlikely, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be against it by any stretch. I think that looking at it with the head rather than the heart, I think it's probably Shingo. Yeah, but and you know that would give you either Shingo Zach or Shingo Tana, either or. Mm. Um, but similarly, you could do you could do Will versus Zach. Yeah, you know they only the have Brits. quality matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that could work quite well. So. What do you think? One of those two with a dark horse reference to Yoshihashi? I would love Shingo to... Yoshihashi's fine. He's not like a favourite of mine. But like, he, you know, he's been doing great in this tournament. I think I'd rather Shingo. Yeah. Okay. So we got Shingo, Zach, and then we got Jay versus Jonah. Yeah. That's what we're pitching here. And so what do we say? Jay versus Shingo final? Yeah. Yeah. I Look, hear me out here. I don't know what it would mean, but I wouldn't be against Jay winning it. No, definitely. Has that happened? I think I think it has once or twice in in the years over the years. But that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Not in all the years I've been watching. I don't believe it's happened. So yeah. So let's see. I would probably advocate for that at this point. Yeah. That would be you know he gets to name his challenger and picks Yujiro. <laughs> Lay down for me. <laughs> But you know that with again with the forbidden door relationship, that could be where you bring in a, a hangman page or something mm-hmm. like that, and you have hanger versus Jay White or something like that. It you could see how it could set up for some sort of interaction elsewhere, yeah. Potentially, yeah. how would you feel personally if after the G1 is all said and done, you know, it's usually the precursor to setting up the you know Wrestle Kingdom main event, and then it's Jay White the champ and naming his opponent, and it's not somebody that was in the G1 do you know do you, do you think that kind of cheapens it at all or do you think that makes it more exciting i think it okay i think as a one and done it's fine because you inject an air of unpredictability for years to come mm-hmm. in terms of the champion's position and the likelihood of them winning does it cheapen the tournament maybe on a on a one off basis yeah, yeah. And I think it would probably, there are portions of the internet that would explode and perhaps never come back, which may or may not be a bad thing. But I, I think as a one and done, I wouldn't hate it no. because it would give you that kind of wobble next time yeah, you've got a absolutely. champion in the final or semi-final. So I'd almost take the hit this time yeah. around just to give you something to refer back to. And to go back to a conversation we've had on the pod previously about how New Japan seem pretty content to like tear down tradition when it suits them, 
you know, why, why not, not here? Yeah. Why not? Just for a one-off, why not? Let's just go crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Before we completely move on, I just wanted to mention as well, I noticed that Robbie Eagles is currently doing his thing over in CMLL as mm. part of that relationship. Whilst uh, two of the luchadoras from CMLL, Dallies and uh, I forget the other lady's name, Vasquez perhaps, are in Japan right now uh, working Ice Ribbon and Tokyo Josh Pro. I just thought it was interesting that all of a sudden CMLL had started to make use of that connection. And yeah. I wondered if this heralded their arrival at the party finally. I mean, they've they got to sort out ways to watch but you know, it'd be nice if some of these matches made their way onto New Japan World or something. Oh, definitely. It would be nice anyway because I, I, I enjoy AAA but I've never really watched CMLL because it's so damn difficult to do so. <laughs> so, you know, as a, as a curious cat, I would be interested to see more. Mm, mm, absolutely. Yeah. Fingers crossed that, that, you know, that's the way things go. And we see a little bit, we see those matches crop up. Indeed. All right. Let's move on here to our pal Balianaki's summer excursion. Oh, yeah. Picked up the win at the Garden State debut show, teaming with Heather Monroe, who's a, another wrestler that I think doesn't get yeah. enough praise. So that was very cool. I noticed he's booked for the second show as well, defending the Super Asia belt against Tony Deppen. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. So this is interesting. Not a match I knew I wanted, but now, now <laughs> that I know, I'm like, hell yeah, I really want to see that. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. Actually, that whole card looks interesting because the OJMO is on there, Michael Oku from yeah. the UK, uh, Lee Fistu's on there, Willow's on there, Matt Seidel's on there. It's, it's quite an interesting lineup. lineup. Yeah, yeah, and I think Ares is on there. A lot of people whose work I really enjoy that maybe don't get to shine that brightly everywhere. Now, he was less successful, however, in Deadlock Pro, in a, a show that I really need to check out, and I gather was very good. Yeah, uh, so it'll be going up on their streaming service, I think, later this week or next oh, week. Oh, sick. Okay, well, well, we'll try and do that then. But so he fell, perhaps predictably, to... Calvin Tankman, who uh, I think is a belt holder there. Um, that's no shade, Aki. I'm just saying he's not going to lose the belt to you. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> so what I want to know, and maybe Bally and Aki, if you are listening, you mm. can answer this, is, is Calvin Tankman now owed a Super Asia title shot in Chocker Pro? I'd really like to see that. I want I want Tankman on the mats in Ichigaya. Well, it's funny you say that, because I thought we could have a little bit of fun here. <laughs> and fantasy book a calvin tankman run in choco pro so off the top of your head who are your three opponents it can be tags if you yeah, like yeah three choco pro opponents for calvin tankman and anybody listening hit us up on the socials with your picks because i'd like to see us <laughs> let's let's make this a reality i would enjoy so obviously you know we, we've already had the aki match but so they might run that back but uh i think antonio honda would would i think be wonderful may of course it's gotta be hasn't it and then i think i'd just love to see power versus power throw unimon in there oh yeah absolutely i didn't think of unimon yeah that would be good yeah the only other name that i had on my list was hoshi tango mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but would, would would tankman kill him like actually kill him because he's massive but he does look of a certain vintage. I mean, mm. I don't want that to happen. No, no, that's uh, it. Just be the the tank men have to dig a grave afterwards, perhaps. <laughs> but anyway, let's let's start the p- petition now. Tankman for Ichigaya. Yeah, get Calvin Tankman over to Shocker <laughs> Pro. Let's make it happen. Oh my goodness! Like 
I just imagine him taking up the bulk of the the room. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love, I'd love it. I think it'd be amazing. What a fit! All right, let's let's move on briefly to Tokyo Joshi Pro. Yeah. We talked about the Tokyo Princess Cup. It rolls last on. Time. The all up up girl final dream is dead, Ooh. but two fresh challenges, fresh challenges remain mm. alive in uh, Suzumi and Mia Watanabe. The semi-finals, oh gosh, it's they're, they're both against the the pillars, if you like. Mm-hmm. So it's Yuka versus Suzumi and Miu versus Miu. I mean, what are their chances? Are they, yeah, it's, it's going to be Yuka versus Yamashita, isn't it? <laughs> Man, I, one of the up and comers need, really needs to break through here. I think you know, this could be a career maker. You know, who do who do you think of the two is more ready for it? Miu. Yeah, me Watanabe. Yeah, I, I knew so. that was going to be your answer, and I know uh, how keen you are on the truth. I like Suzumi as well, but me Watanabe is in yeah. fact the truth, and she's ready to go. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, personally, I could see me Yamashita dropping that match. Yeah, you know, she's had some air miles and whatnot um, to get over, so I could see that, and then a Watanabe Yuka Sakazaki final, and then who the hell knows? Yeah, it's, it's a, anybody's game there. But again, you know, if that was the case, then maybe you would lean towards the truth winning because mm. obviously Yuka's had that shot at Cyberfight Festival. Yeah. I don't know, man. Miu, you know, Watanabe seems like such a kind of fresh contender at this point. And um, it feels like she gets better every time out. Yeah. So the dream is still alive, just. But let's not hold any collective breath here. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially based off of our usual... Uh, tournament predictions track record we're uh, usually <laughs> about as dead wrong as you can be generally speaking yeah absolutely is it like an albatross getting the nod from from the wrestling pod <laughs> i think it might be you know we we did have that championship curse initially where we <laughs> killed off take and makito's <laughs> chances <laughs> who broke it i think it was brooks who broke it for I us think thank so, yeah. god we, you know, yeah, but then you know, bad we, luck to talk to. We look, we we killed Go, you know, yeah. Go, she's my, my absolute oh, favorite, dear. and we ruined it for him. I'm just so maybe we shouldn't talk to our favorites anymore, we should be more strategic about who we request interviews from. Yes, that's it. You know, who who do, who do we want to see lose? Let's who do we want to see lose? <laughs> All right, um, I wanted to touch on GCW Game Changer Wrestling a little bit because we don't talk about them that no. often, but I noticed a Mance Warner got his shot in AEW, which I think is very cool. Yeah, that was an interesting character, you know. I liked that a lot. Yeah, and I think he's got something different as well. They'd be wise to do something with him. Definitely, definitely. Old Mancer getting the shot. Old Mancer, yeah. Um, But then Makito versus Dark Sheep booked for Homecoming on August 14th. That would be a That's a cool match. Mm. Yeah. It's, again, one of those ones I wasn't. I didn't realize I wanted to see. I, well, those I are almost those are almost the best ones. The matches where you're like, "Oh shit!" I would never have thought of that in a million years, but I am a thousand percent in. Yes, which which I'm hoping everybody's thinking about in terms of our Tankman versus Choco yeah. Pro picks. <laughs> God, that could work. Just Tankman versus Choco Pro. Yeah, a gauntlet that, match. That could work. Okay. Anyway, um, so that's good stuff. I also noticed well one of my old faves from my <laughs> WWF following days, Maven is returning. He's officiating uh, the Cardona's wedding vow renewal in the big angle on the show. Is Maeve back? I hope he's back. Can we get him on the pod? Just, just needs to hit a drop kick. 
does he know he's still in the Royal Rumble? Yeah. Like, if he gets in that ring, he's won. He's won the thing. <laughs> Just come back, Maven. I'll have to dig out the photo of when I met Maven at WrestleMania 18. Access. Yes. Yes. He's the man. But it got it's me thinking. Nice. They've got Ernest the Cat Miller coming in for a show. So many. Chris Hamrick from ECW. <laughs> Remember him? He was great. Um and it just made me think, like, who else would you like to see them dredge up, as, mm. as it were? You know, who else do you think would be a, a fun one for them to bring back to life? That is a toughie. Well, yeah. I'll chuck one at you whilst you're thinking. Mm. Chris Chetty. Yeah, yeah. Whatever happened to Chris show. Chetty? Well, yeah. That would be good stuff. See see what he's doing. Um, The Black Nature Boy, Scoot Andrews. Yes. Is he still about? Well, that would be I cool. I loved him back in the day. Slugger. Slugger. <laughs> From Ring of Honor. <laughs> Um, certainly Scoot Andrews. I think that'd be really cool. Bring back the Ring Crew Express. Yes, Ring Crew Express. Dunham Marcos. Absolutely. That's a great They're shout. my shout, yeah. Fabulous. Okay. Well, uh, you know, we we've gone even more niche than they have, which is um which bodes well. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, GCW just continuing to kind of plow their own furrow, you know, doing different stuff. And I dig it. They're doing something different. Mm. And that's cool. So yeah, fair play to them. You know, it does I feel like it doesn't always, you know, they're not batting, a, you know, not batting a hundred, you know, but when they hit, they hit big, you know, they when it, when it does work, it works really well, I think. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right on that. Yeah, 100%. Bit of Aussie watch stuff just before we conclude. So the Holy Trinity of Australian pro wrestling all returned for MCW's Ballroom Brawl show. Talking about Slex, Adam Brooks and Buddy Matthews. All in the ballroom brawl, that version of a Royal Rumble, if you like. And Buddy was actually the winner, Oof. which is crazy. Jack oh, Buddy Matthews. I mean, it's a big task for our pal Mitch, <laughs> who did make it on the card, by the way. Um, in case you're wondering, you haven't checked out the show. He got in a title defense against Davis Storm, but it, it sounded like overall it was a successful debut on Fight TV. Mm. I did see people talking about the likes of Tommy Knight, it was probably the one I heard yeah. the most about. But, you know, Jess Troy, Natural Classics, all these other shining. But, yeah, really cool that they've got Brooksy Slex and Buddy Matthews all yeah. fighting around. And You've got to think with Buddy Matthews sort of back in the picture that that will get some extra eyeballs on MCW for sure. Definitely, 100%. And, you know, with this whole All-Atlantic title deal that's going on in AEW, you never know, maybe somebody is going to find a themselves down under yeah. and then there's a you know, there's a whole host of very very good wrestlers waiting for them so mm-hmm. if you're early adopters of the aussie scene you you will be rewarded in due course i've no doubt about that um, mm. over in sydney and pwa mick moretti claimed the vacant interim pwa championship because our pal uh, ricky self's currently injured at the second well, so dang. that title was uh well, the interim title was put forth uh, that was in a freeway ladder match very much the right call, in my opinion. Um, I think, other than the guys we've mentioned already, yeah, Mick feels like he's, the next guy to break out. He's next know? in line, isn't he? Definitely. He's got something about him, something different. And, yeah, I think this was a good move. Love seeing him do MCW as well. And I think it's a matter of time before he's hitting the international scene yeah. and making some waves. Not quite sure where where he fits, actually. He'd be one that could probably work in Chocker Pro quite well. <laughs> um, or DDT. You know, which I, I guess in, in many ways are an extension of one another. So, yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun. Right, before we go, AOB, any other business 
because yes, I've just finished work, so I'm in that frame of mind when preparing the notes. Alex Windsor suffered a knee injury. What awful timing. Yeah, I, feel, I really felt for her. It didn't mm. sound like from her note that it was too serious. Fingers crossed. So fingers crossed for that. But, uh, oh gosh, am I going to do this? Um, but uh, if you want to support her, she does have an OnlyFans. Oh God, I feel far too prudish to even mention this, <laughs> but um, that would be fabulous for her. But get well seen, Alex, because you're awesome. Yeah, speedy recovery. Nomads is back with another largely well-received show from what I could see. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't actually watched it yet. No, but, I haven't um, had a chance to catch that one yet either, but um, it's hu- very high up my list of things that I uh, I want to check out. Doubly so with the fact that uh, Jungle Kiona has shown up in, in Nomads, perhaps yeah. found her new sort of home in Japan. I'm so down for that. Apparently she and Rini Yamashita were, were having the, the in-ring conversation, and that is a match that I would be all in for. Mm. So I love the idea of Jungle being there. I think... Look, they're, they're clearly still setting their stall out somewhat. Yep. But when we get to the point of some fairly high level singles matches, there's a lot of mouth watering options there, yeah. you know, with Mai and uh, uh, and Rio and some of the other guys that are on on the roster, as it were, mm-hmm. quote unquote roster. I think there's some really strong, exciting outings there. So, you know, the idea of Jungle being there as well is. It's brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, like nomads are doing it, man. That can only again, that can only um draw extra eyeballs to nomads as well, just because I feel like there's so much love for Jungle Kiona out there in the fandom. Yeah, one hundred percent. Although I did wonder if she might turn up in AEW at some point. Yeah, and well, interact with Jungle Boy because <laughs> it does sound like she's setting her stall up in the US for the foreseeable but occasionally making appearances in Japan. That's, you know, my impression anyway. It remains to be seen if that's definitely the definitely the case. But, you know, she's got a lot of bookings coming up stateside. Well, it's an exciting time. And again, you know, if we just refer back to that Ishii conversation, kind of shows you what's potentially on offer. You know, the grass isn't always greener, but in this instance, I think it probably could be um, for the Stone Pitbull. And, you know, if you look at what Jungle is doing, it's an exciting time, so mm. who knows? Oh, yeah. Um, little bit of Choco Pro news or notes. Um, I'm very interested in watching this setup, yeah. Um, Thailand uh stuff that's been hitting YouTube recently. Chris Brooks and Massa are out there at the second doing things, so I need to catch up on that. And interestingly, they did a, a version of an episode of yeah, Choco Pro from Thailand, so I'm you know me, I like finding new wrestlers. Yeah. So this is really cool. I'm excited to see these new guys that I haven't seen before from Thailand and, you know, get involved in that. I see Aki's bantering with them already, so he's itching <laughs> to get over there and rack up some defenses. So, yeah, I, I think that's really cool. I dig it big time, and I, I'm intrigued yeah, to learn more. It's, it's nice that the, that international relationship, because, you know, Gato Move originally was a big part of their history as in Thailand. Yes. So, you know, it's exciting to see that relationship being back on the table the kind of bridge to and from is you know open again 100 percent. and also ho ho lun is heading there as well of uh wwe more recently dragon gate fame yeah so they're, they're clearly on the move which is cool um final note is the m1 press conference uh pro wrestling no that is is going down this wednesday uh we'll see if we can grab an interview uh from that affair it's always a busy one but they are very very accommodating 
at the Emerald Arc. So fingers crossed, keep an eye out on the socials for that. But looking forward to seeing what goes down. It's wide open, this one. I really yeah, do not know who is winning this. Um, be an interesting conversation to have. A real shame about Thatcher having to pull out. Agreed. Yeah, well, absolutely. I was really looking forward to seeing him having, you know, just the spate of top singles matches, but I'm sure we'll we'll get them down the road somewhere. All things come to those who wait, or something like that. Who's your pick to, just to, you know, go back to our awful track record of picking winners and in tournaments who you got for this one i think it's probably going to be go because that feels like a big match to Mm -hmm. go straight into you know keno versus go but i'd be probably i'd lean towards keno versus nakajima yeah or keno versus masa yeah it's probably not going to be masa but i would be really into that um, my gut saying uh, perhaps Fujita. Well, I mean, there's the story there, isn't there? Yeah, you know, he exactly. massacred him last time, and if mm-hmm. he does it in, in the group as well, then we've got a real story on our hands. But I, I think in the, you know, in the interim, <laughs> before that story reaches its conclusion, there will be some serious rumbling on the Twitter sphere because that's uh, that's sure to make a few people quite unhappy. He's, I'd imagine. Oh uh, yeah, I would say so. As long as the right result occurs in the end, yes. I'm not too bothered. No, definitely but, not. Yeah, it's certainly one of the the group matches that I'm really intrigued by. But yeah, there we go. It'll be interesting. Anyway, right, we've covered loads of stuff and battled through my dodgy internet connection to make it this far. So we should probably park here yeah. whilst we can. Um, right, friends, thanks so much for joining us. Um, do keep an eye on the socials because we are going to have some cool interview announcements to come and possibly something else as well that i was toying with announcing on this episode but we're just going to hold off till we make sure we've got everything in line but yes the development there's, there's stuff here coming. at wrestling hq there's stuff coming anyway to do so uh check us out on twitter and instagram we're at wrestling pod that's wrestling about the e uh, you can send us an email it's wrestlingpod at gmail.com wrestlingpod.com has all the links where you can listen if you wanted to share this podcast around or leave a review or a rating on your podcast platform of choice we'd be very very grateful for that and if you do so let us know and we'll give you a shout out we'd really appreciate that and i think that pretty much does mm-hmm. everything nice to be back nice to be um, back you know let us know what you think um you know on all the things we talked about today g1 n1 tokyo princess cup calvin tankman and choco pro let's let's hear it we really like to hear your opinions on the show and also uh thanks so much for those of you that put forward a few nominees for potential interviews going forward again any other ideas you might have let us know and we'll do our level best to make it happen okay guys so in the meantime stay happy stay safe and enjoy the grabs. Mm-hmm.